0: Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, I'd like LinkedIn to be big for you for 2020. And I've been focusing more of my time uh, and more of my testing on LinkedIn. And it's probably one of my more effective social media platforms I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 things I'm going to cover in this live video. And this will also be on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. Uh, I think that the LinkedIn platform gives you a huge advantage and totally level playing field for one main reason. And that is that it does not restrict your reach to your first stage connections. So, Facebook, if you have a hundred people who like your page, you're very likely to reach no more than four, three, they say 3% is, is about your reach on many of these social media platforms. You might be lucky and you might reach 10. Woo! look at me, living the dream. Um, but what LinkedIn will do is will allow your post to go to second and third stage connections. So you could have 100 followers on Facebook and get 10 views if you're lucky. You could have 100 followers on LinkedIn and you could get a million views or 2 million views. One of my friends who just put a post about his car, selling his car, had 2.4 million views. He reckons he got 1,000 new connection requests from that. Now, if you're you're a marketer, you'll pay about £5 a lead. So that's £5,000 worth of connections. If you know how to monetize social media, each follower or like or connection should be worth between one to £5 per person per year. So that could be £5,000 per year that one post has created. So I'm going to cover the amount, uh, the volume of posts that I think are are the ideal for you to get maximum reach on LinkedIn. I'm going to give you a cycle, a weekly cycle of style of posts to post, which again, I've been testing and I think would be the most effective for you how to create inbound leads when selling, um, a couple of little detailed distinctions about posting uh, posts, especially with links, the importance of the first hour, the new documents feature, the new lives feature, recommendations, the SSI score, um, and then adding connections and growing your network properly. So that's the um, agenda for this LinkedIn Live and Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast episode. So I've tested anywhere from two posts a week to two posts a day on LinkedIn. And I'm finding that the optimum for reach is about one post per day. Now, I don't expect you to do one post per day if you're not even doing one post per week. Um, so I'd ratchet yourself up to that. So if you're doing one a week, get it to two a week. Then in a few weeks when you're used to that, get it to three a week and then get it to four a week. Uh, and I find there's a lot of people out there, big influencers. Well, when I say a lot, not a lot, but you know, if you follow a lot, a lot of social media influencers, there's a few, and they're all telling you more content, more content, more content. Gary Vaynerchuk's like 50, 60 pieces of content a day. I see Grant Cardone post often, up to nine times a day on Instagram. Now it's very difficult for you to model what they do because if they have seven million followers, it's well, it's much more worth their time. Uh, and the overall reach to post multiple times a day. Because let's say you're going to hit 3 or 4% of your audience. Well, if you're going to hit 3 or 4% of 10 million, of course you're going to post as much as you can um, because that's just going to get you dramatically increased reach across the board. But if you only have 1,000 followers or 100 followers, that's way overkill and it's a waste of time. So I've tested two a day and I found that when I got to two a day, the reach started to drop not just per post, but overall. So um, the most important thing, really, I think, for reach uh, or engagement, well, um, let's just stick for reach for now, which is the amount of views your post has had. Uh, and, and I believe you're the only one that can see that information. It says it under, your, um, under the actual post. Uh, now, if I had a choice between um, one post that got 8,000 reach or two two posts that had 5,000 reach each, i.e. 10,000 in total, I'd take the two over the one because the total reach or the total views um, is ultimately the most important metric. So what I found when I went from one a day to two a day is yes, maybe per post, the reach went down a bit. Maybe I wasn't hitting the 50,000, 100,000, 400,000 reach as regularly. Um, But when I totaled them up, uh, if I was doing two, twice as many posts a day, two instead of one, um, uh, maybe each post was getting 70, 80 percent of the reach of the one post. Because there's two of them, I'm getting way more reach. So I've done a lot of testing. Now, you can do your own testing. That would probably be wise to do. Or you can just take my word for it because you're watching the live and listening to the podcast and go for one a day. Now, of course, it does depend on what those one a day are. Uh, and if they're all the same, your reach is going to reduce. Um, if you do have the LinkedIn Live functionality, I found when I went live, um, my first live had 20,000 views pretty much in the first day, my first LinkedIn Live. And the last two I've done have, ba- have, have like barely struggled over 3,000 views, which for me is very low on LinkedIn. So um, I've definitely the reach of lives has gone down because maybe it's not so new anymore. Um, the more people have it now. Uh, the algorithms are going, uh, are changing But also things like length of live, the longer you are live, the more reach you're likely to get, um, because obviously you're on the feed for a lot longer. So people always ask me, how long should your lives be? Well, not too long that you're waffling, um, but I'd say at least 15 minutes. If you can get 30 minutes or longer on a live, you're going to get more people seeing it because it's going to be there on the feed for longer. But of course, your paradox is the longer a video, someone scroll and go, that video looks interesting. 45 minutes? Not sure. I might scroll on. So you've got that balance. Um, Always be testing when it comes to your posts on social media. And by the way, what works on LinkedIn is very different to Facebook pages, Facebook groups, Instagram, YouTube. It's all very different. Okay, Um, next then is, let's say you're going to take my suggestion to do one post a day on LinkedIn. I would recommend you cycle one engagement jacking post, one story-based post, four content-based posts, and then one offer post. Um, because, look, some people say um, never sell on social media, always only do social selling, only ever inbound leads. Uh, but A lot of people obviously are selling on social media all the time on LinkedIn. A lot of people say, well, LinkedIn, it's a business platform. It's for generating business. That's what it is. It's not Facebook. And so they're either ends of the extreme. In reality, if you put a link or a pitch into a post on LinkedIn, is going to get significantly lower reach. Most people know that. I test from time to time. Uh, and, and in nearly all cases, as soon as you put a link, a, a link in, my, re- my average reach might be 30,000 or 50,000. And if I put a link in, it, it might be 3,000, 5,000, something like that. So it definitely does kill it. I've got a little tip on that in a minute. Um, so you do have to do the content marketing thing. So uh, one engagement jacking post. So I did a post talking about some um, female speakers that had let me down. I thought I wrote, I I um, uh, worded it quite carefully, but it was clearly an emotive subject and that maybe i um pushing 100,000 views now. Um, I did a, an anniversary post uh, cr- uh, crashing my Ferrari into the News International building, which has the Sun newspaper that got over 400,000 views. Um, if, if you were to post about Anthony Joshua when he won his fight, Um, or something really big in the news that everyone is talking about, that's an engagement jack post. Or if you were to create a debate or ask a very controversial polarising question, i.e. your main strategy for it is to get a lot of engagement. It wakes up your fans and followers. It gets you a wider reach on the algorithm, so pushes you out to lots more people. Now, if you follow, there's some people you follow and they're just doing that every day. Engagement jack, engagement jack, engagement jack. And in the end, it's boring. So anything you do too much... It's boring and people tune out and the algorithm figures out that you're doing the same thing. So you need variety. Story based posts work really well on LinkedIn. You know, maybe when you were struggling and then how you became successful or just, you know, maybe some of your stories of your best clients that you've helped or some challenges that you've overcome. Stories work really well. So I would do one of those per week. And then four content based posts. And that could be a video, a document, um, a text based post. But, you know, really good content on your niche um, maybe some hard-hitting bullet points, etc. I'll talk about documents in a moment. And then once a week, now I do it a lot, a lot less, and I, I probably should sell a lot more on social media, but you know, I'm just really doing a lot of content marketing. My companies do between 15 and 20 million, um, well, two of them, um, without really my involvement. So I guess I'm not needing to make the money. If I was, I would be selling more, and I should be selling more. But an, an offer could be subscribe to my podcast, join my um, YouTube channel, It could be a ticket to a a free event or a low-cost ticket or buy a book. I definitely recommend it's a lower-priced product so there's not so much friction so that you can build the trust of your client. Now, um, in an ideal world, you might generate an inbound lead, which might be to private message you or to fill in an application form or something like that, um, or to make a comment in the thread and then you follow up with them because then you're not putting the link in, which kills your reach. So in an ideal world, you create inbound leads when selling. So make sure that you know your ideal client demographic, you know who your ideal target market is. You've got that very clear uh, and where you would find them online and what messaging you would uh, create for them. So for me, it's start and scale up entrepreneurs, business owners, um, anywhere from one-man bands to people who probably own £20 million plus companies. That, that That's my um, kind of like target demographic, if you like. Um, So if I was doing um, an application uh, for a product, it would probably be good to be a a business mastermind or a marketing mastermind or some kind of business course because obviously it's it's, it's on point. But if I went, hey, buy my course at two grand in the link in the Facebook, in the um, LinkedIn post, it's not going to work. So I'd want to generate some interest in that to maybe then have a consultation call um, with me or one of my staff or to come to a discovery day or a preview event or something like that. So you're generating the inbound Excuse me, leads. Okay, so if you share a link on a post, it's going to dramatically reduce the reach. Your quandary is that you want to be able to use LinkedIn to generate revenue. Otherwise, what's the point? Otherwise, what are you doing? You're just, I don't know, spending time on social media for what? Okay, you might build your brand, you might get more reach and more impact, and you might get that trickle-down effect. And and I certainly believe in that. Um, And the more content I put out there, I reckon my podcast generated between three and four million pound in trickle-down revenue. When I launched my marketing mastermind on January the 4th this year, so just a year ago, if you're listening, um, I got one quarter of the leads from LinkedIn. So I sold 75 at five grand. Um, By the way, I had 215 applications. I just had to stop. I could have sold a lot more. So 75 at five grand and one third of them, well, just under one third of them were from LinkedIn and they were the best leads. You know, they were like it was taking me on average about eight minutes to speak to someone and then get them to book on. Whereas Instagram, they were getting 15, 20 minutes of my time and, and they weren't really as serious. So that was, that's in, that was interesting data. Um, so what I would do is get them to show their interest in the thread or to private message me their interest. And then I could follow up with them and then I could send them the link via private message so it didn't reduce the reach on the post. Now, a little trick, uh, and um, I, I know it works because I've tested it, but you always want to keep testing because the algorithms are changing and sort of we're gaming it and it's gaming us. Is if you make a post and then and share an, a link, I don't know, a few minutes later, um, often uh, you, you can get away with not being reduced so much in your, in your reach. OK, next then. The first hour of your post is the most important um, because the, the first hour is when the algorithms are reading your post the most. And I know this to be true on many of the other social media platforms, too. Um, So generally speaking, your post might reach up to 3% of your audience initially. And then if you get more comments and engagement and you get a higher score, whether it's a a like, a share, a comment or a click on a slide share, for example, on a document, um, then you're going to get pushed to more people and more people and second stage connections and third stage connections. So that first hour for engagement is really important. So it's really wise for you to keep that hour relatively free. What a lot of people do is post and then you know go off about their day that makes common sense to do but the problem with that is um you're not there to engage when people comment on your posts uh and so therefore uh, is you're not pushing your reach wider now your post counts as the score as part of the score but just saying thank you is not enough i believe it needs to be five seven words something like that you'll never know exactly there's always a little bit of theory out there but if you if you put at least seven words and engage a bit Um, in the comments and ask questions of the people that comment, then hopefully encouraging them to respond again. Then hopefully in that first hour, you might get 20 or 30 comments and then you're going to go wide, 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 wide. And sometimes posts will go on for weeks and weeks and weeks going wider and wider and wider and wider. But that first hour is vital. Now, a lot of people are worried about critics, trolls, haters and wankers. Uh, And I'm not. I like them on my threads um, because the critics and the trolls, the haters... They encourage more debate. They get more people commenting. They often go and comment on a load. You reply to them, they reply back. You get in a bit of a debate or an argument with them. And that is brilliant for your algorithms. So embrace that. And by the way, I just think it's good form anyway on social media to, to get involved with discussion and debate with everyone. Not just people who agree with you and go, yeah, Rob, love your work, massive fan. That's obviously great. And I like that. Um, but that's not getting extra comments, engagement. It's not challenging my thinking. So, embrace that. If they go on and make a, a bit of an outrageous statement or, or critique you overly, ask them to explain. Thank them for their feedback. Um, have a bit of a joke with them uh, just to get more comments on your thread. Okay, next then. So, documents is a relatively new thing. So, you've got posts, articles, videos, and documents as the four kinds of posts you can put on LinkedIn. Now, documents are getting really good reach. So, you can post a PDF. So let's say, and a good thing to do is say like 10 ways to um, create, let's say, recurring income. And you might have um, books and audio books. You might have uh, music, songs, film. You might have uh, property, you know, rental properties. Um, you might have intellectual property. You might have franchise, blah, 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 blah. blah. Now, if you wrote a 12 uh, page PDF, the, the, the one page well, the word document, then PDF it. Page one is the title. Make them really big letters. Um, and then page 12 might be a summary and maybe a couple of your social media handles, I don't know, um, or a bit of, you know, bio about you. And then uh, pages 1 to 10 are, um, are just a few words on each one of the points, as if you were writing a bullet point list, but you put it in a Word document, and then you PDF it. And then when you upload it onto the documents, it creates a slide share and it takes it from horizontal to vertical. And I'm told, that, uh, this is by Sam Rathling who told me this, by the way, I'm told that each click, it counts as an engagement. Uh, and I've got one going that's got about 13,000 views, literally just um, t- uh, today or yesterday, that may go up more and more. And compared to a couple of my live videos, which might maybe only got 3,000 views, that's a, a pretty good reach. Um, so it's not really an engagement jacking post, um, because they're the ones that get the most, um, or a story, they're the ones that get the most. Uh, but uh, it, it's very visual. And like I said, that, those click counters engagement. So start using the documents more. And imagine you're almost like doing it like a PowerPoint presentation, make it really big and clear and, and, and summarised, not like full of words. Like don't um, upload a book, for example. OK, next is lives. So um, I'm doing this as a LinkedIn live as well as my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. Um, not many people have the live functionality, but I am hearing more and more people getting it. Uh, now, with LinkedIn lives, I found that I was doing two or three a week and I was getting a bit of resistance because the way it notifies people on LinkedIn is quite invasive compared to other social media platforms. Obviously, it's new and they're testing um, people like myself using it. A lot of people have been trying to get it for months and couldn't get it. So I found once to twice a week was about the optimum. In fact, I even asked my um, followers on LinkedIn. I have, what, 73,000 with my connections and followers. I asked them how many would be ideal, and they said between one and two a week. Now, I would do more um, if the engagement went up significantly, But at one point I was losing one to 200 followers per live because it's a new functionality. And so obviously it was a little bit invasive for people. Um, So I've kind of calmed it down now to one or two a week. That seems to be about an optimum number. Keep pushing to get the functionality because I know people are pushing and they're getting it. Um, What is a bit frustrating for me is the reach is not as good as it was. It's probably gone down by two thirds. I haven't been able to have a chance to look at this video yet because the Switcher app doesn't let me see all the comments. Because it's still very new lives on LinkedIn. So I'm certainly not giving up on it, but I think the functionality needs to improve. I think the reach needs to improve. So i got a bit of beginner's luck, or at least they were giving me really good reach to start because I was one of the very few people at the start to have a LinkedIn live functionality. Okay, next then is recommendations on LinkedIn. Focus on getting and giving recommendations. The great thing about recommendations on LinkedIn is if you give one, it will private message them saying they've got one. And so they're likely then to maybe give you one back, or at least the law of reciprocity would state that you think that they they maybe would do that. So um, go around giving um, recommendations for people you really trust, respect, admire, and and follow their work and have used their services on LinkedIn. And over time, you'll get good recommendations. Now, I have thousands of reviews on my books, thousands of reviews on, say, Trustpilot and and Facebook and everywhere else. And it can sometimes get a bit like, oh, I need more reviews, and need more reviews. Well, I think once you get to 100 on any of those platforms, you're probably all right. But if you have two recommendations on LinkedIn, it's kind of not really very good social proof. So you you definitely want to increase that. Um, SSI, so the Social Selling Index, um, it's a, the way I think it's a bit of a gamification. It's the way that uh, LinkedIn score you. And I guess the higher the score, the higher LinkedIn ranks you, therefore it's probably going to be good for your reach um, and the quality. Um, I do... I'm not going to go into detail about a lot of that. People know a lot more about that than I do. Uh, on three of the scores, I'm pretty high up. But the one I'm the lowest on is um, the one where it's essentially engaging with others. And on LinkedIn, because I find the feed a little bit more clunky compared to Facebook, because it will like put a post up which someone else has liked. I don't think it should be doing that. I think it should clean it. So, um, But I'm spending more time now scrolling on LinkedIn and, and, and replying and commenting on other people's posts, not just on, on my own. Um, because that will be in good, good for my engagement score. And, of course, the more people you comment on, um, the algorithm is probably going to show your stuff in their feed. I say probably because you'll never know. Um, and then finally, uh, adding connections properly. So don't just add connections willy-nilly. You can search via demographic, niche, job title, etc. on LinkedIn. So I could search CEO, co-founder, founder, entrepreneur, investor, startup, Um, And all those words that of my niche and demographic, I could search those on LinkedIn um, and I would then find all the people who are those. So uh, it's wise for me to only add connections who are of that niche and wise for me only to accept connections of that niche. Because in the early days of social media platforms, we all just add, 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 uh, accept, accept, accept. But once you max out on your connections, then you have a problem. And I maxed out on my 30,000 connections years ago. Uh, and I had like thousands of requests that I couldn't accept. And a lot of those would have been people that would have been good to be for me to be connected with. So I've done a big purge cleanse where I've sort of I'm unconnected with people who are clearly not in my demographic where there's nothing in common with us. That, it doesn't notify them. So you can do that. And I'm going to keep it maybe 50 or 100 under 30,000. So when the right people connect with me, because you might get the uh, big influencers connect with you, then you can uh, accept the connection. Um so it's not just a vanity thing. Make sure. Um, I don't know why this is. Actually, hopefully someone can answer this in the thread. But if you look on some people's profiles, they don't have followers and others, they do have followers. And I wonder if there's a way that you switch the follower function on. I don't know. Or if some people get it and some people don't. Um, but once you max your connections out um, or even before that, people can follow you. Um, and and, and I, that's obviously a, 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 good, a good way to follow big influencers. And as you get bigger on LinkedIn, it's a good way for people to follow you. It means they see your posts, but you don't see theirs. Okay, so if you've got any questions at all about LinkedIn, please post it in the comments below. I'm not a LinkedIn trainer or or guru or anything like that. Um, I'm just doing well on LinkedIn. I know many very, very well-known LinkedIn trainers use me as their case study. So they must think I'm doing something right. Um, I'm I'm always testing, by the way. Um, I make mistakes like everybody else, but uh, because I have a continual testing mindset, um, I usually figure things out. I'm also investing a lot of money and time at the moment on even more training on LinkedIn etc to leverage it to the best capacity now one thing I don't really do which a lot of people do and um, I I, I don't I only don't do it because I don't need to do it is I don't really sell on LinkedIn Um, and I probably should do that more because when I did on January the 4th um, I generated one third of 350 grand via LinkedIn so well over 100 grand in in basically in uh, one video post and one text post um so, I, I, so it does definitely definitely does work uh, and works, I think, a lot more than other platforms because I think people are more ready to buy on LinkedIn. It's, it's normal to sell and be sold to on LinkedIn compared to other social media platforms. Um, and, of course, it's more business-focused. Um, when the Cambridge Analytica scandal came out, and this came out, what? Oh, February before last. It came out, let's say, 22 months ago, nearly two years now. Um, immediately, I saw something change on LinkedIn so that was, by the way, it was only then that I started posting a lot more on LinkedIn. Well, in fact, I was hardly posting at all. Uh, and occasionally my outsourcer would just copy, paste, um, posts from Facebook or something like that. Um, and literally the day of the scandal, I remember, because I was running a speaker boot camp in Tenerife. Um, my uh, VAs emailed me and he went, mate, have you seen what's going on on your LinkedIn? You're getting 200 plus organic followers a day. Something has changed. We should go and figure this out. Um, and I literally, the connections were just coming in and in and in. And people were following me left, right and centre. I wasn't doing anything at all. I just let it sort of, my account sat dormant for 10 years. Um, so clearly, they changed something in the algorithm when a lot of people left Facebook because of the Cambridge Analytica scandal. And, and and obviously, if you look at their feed now, it's way much more like Facebook and this continual scroll, which is common on, all, on most of the social media platforms now. So certainly, LinkedIn have dramatically upped their game and it's a brilliant platform. Uh, And I'm going to be spending a lot more time on it. So if you're listening to my Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast, I'm pointing because here is my Zoom H1. Make sure you follow me on LinkedIn. It's Rob, I think it's Rob Moore Progressive 1979 or it's Rob Progressive 1979. But you can find me by searching my name, Rob Moore, um, because I'm going to be doing a lot more content on LinkedIn, specific uh, content on LinkedIn that won't be on any other platform. Obviously, I do LinkedIn Lives just on LinkedIn. I don't share them anywhere else. I'm doing a couple of them a week. Um, and of course, if you're watching this live, make sure you listen to my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur, because I'm doing three episodes a week, a week now. If you want any any um, help and support and knowledge and information and inspiration on starting and scaling your business, if you're at sort of zero to 20 million, is probably the right podcast for you. All right, so thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. If you've got any questions, please put them in the comments below. Now, I can't see the comments come up, which you can do on a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live, Because you have to do a live on LinkedIn from a third-party app. Um, I guess they'll probably put it in their platform when they invest the time when they've got rid of all the bugs and they're happy to scale it up. Um, But I can't actually see any of the comments. Otherwise, I would engage with you. It's a bit annoying, but that's the way it is. So I'll have to come onto the uh, post after this live and I'll engage in the comments. Any questions you've got for me about LinkedIn or anything like that, and I can help you with, uh, attack me in the post below and I'll come and answer them over the next day or two. So thanks for tuning in, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk anything.